Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, it's podcast time. This is Castology. I am Liz Best, one of your castologists here with... Nick Bleeker. And... Zane C. Weber. Zane C. Weber. And here we talk about podcasts, we recommend podcasts, and we review podcasts for you because we love you. And each other. And each other. A little bit each other. I mean, mostly for Zane. Yeah, mostly for me. I'm, I'm, I listen to the most podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's face just went, fine, fuck my drag then. <laughs> I'm just going to drink my water. <laughs> um, so as you fellow listeners know, we recommend podcasts and then a fortnight later we'll review the podcast that we recommended last main episode because we've got mini-sodes, we've got tiny-sodes now. Tiny yeah, absolutely. It's curated lists from each of us mm. is an easy-peasy little scroll too if you need particular tips on particular topics. And technically you're getting more podcast recommendations more. a week more yeah. on week. average. We're working harder now. More per week. We're totally working harder. This was not <laughs> to alleviate the workload on us at all. Um, So this week for our recommendations, we have no theme. No theme. Because we had a theme last week, but we'll get to that. Um, So this week, I would like to start with Nick's recommendation. Uh, My recommendation is a podcast called Rabbit Hole. Now, full disclosure, it's a New York Times podcast. What a surprise. We're going to move on. This is not The Atlantic. Well, no, but it's a publication of some sort. true. So, you know, and that's literally all I've been recommending the last, like, fucking four months. Yeah, but I'm into it. Oh, mostly. cool. Right. <laughs> mostly. Like, Great. You're not recommending crap. Um, well, I hope not. So, um, uh, Rabbit Hole is, I think, pretty sure it is, a limited series from the New York Times that focuses not so much on, like, the origins of the internet, but more about how the internet can change people. Now, limited... Like, the internet is vast, right? So and the, also a garbage dumpster fire. Correct. But great sometimes. Like, fart TikTok. That's pretty funny. But we'll, we'll go that a bit later. Fart wow. TikTok? Yeah, fart TikTok. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'm going to cancel this podcast. I think we're done. <laughs> we're can- um, it's so we're done. It's so funny. Oh, forgive me if I've got a sense of humour that... Line, I do enjoy fart jokes. The line was... Fart TikTok. <laughs> um, no, look, New podcast I, I just want to. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Zane, the look ASMR. on Zane's face. Um, <clears throat> look, I, I, the internet is vast, and it is a garbage dumpster fire, much like humanity itself. Yeah, hundred mm, yeah. percent. There are there are gleaming glimpses of like goodness uh, in places, but yeah. And then people set fire to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it give it enough time, and everything will be burnt down. Yeah. Well, okay. So what's this podcast Robert about? Hall, Robert Hall <laughs> may frame that a little bit. So the purpose of the show is more to talk about what happens when some like the, the shift, the significant shift of people being offline to being online. So the focus of the show is less about just like sort of X and Y topic and this and that. It's very focused on a key group of people. So 
Unfortunately, there is a focus on conspiracy theorists, right-wing, QAnon, I mean, those gaming, all that sort of, of shit. But those yeah. are the extremes culture. of the internet culture. Yeah. The show doesn't so much lay, like point a laser at it the whole fucking time, but it talks about going... It's 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 the journey to get to that point. Yeah. So the first couple of episodes of the show focus on someone who was kind of quite left-leaning. And I have, forgive me, I haven't listened to the show for quite some time, but the they were quite left-leaning for a period of time and then they started watching YouTube more and more and the algorithm started shifting more and more to the point where they're now far-right conspiracy theorist and what the show does is examine that sort of i guess de-evolution of 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 that person to that point and how they got to that point it doesn't focus so much specifically on that it goes to like uh, examining like pewdiepie who's like one of the biggest youtubers i know roll your eyes seriously yeah i I did i rolled them into the back of my head oh terrible um but it's that the pewdiepie section is fine um, and then it finishes off with the QAnon stuff because I think at the time of looking at this, QAnon was kind of on the up. So this was the last episode was uh, in the middle of 2020. So that would be kind of, I guess, on the rise of QAnon. Fever right? pitch yeah. of QAnon. It's true. Now that, now that they've been wrong about JFK being resurrected and running with Trump in the upcoming That's election, right. you know, QAnon doesn't have much credibility anymore. No, yeah. they've been wrong about a lot. <laughs> yeah, I haven't a really lot. seen their, um, their hit marks are pretty off. But anyway, so it's called Rabbit Hole. It's by the New York Times. I found it quite fascinating fascinating i really wish it wasn't a limited series ironically because for me i feel like the internet how vast the internet is can be explored in those sort of i guess bigger subcultures that exist on Mm. there um but i feel like this does feel kind of purpose-built for the time that it was produced which was in the middle of the tension the political tension of the u.s and that sort of shit last year yeah cool all right i'm gonna go next do it so yeah imagine the office okay okay but if the UK office or US? Is, uh, US. Excellent. Okay. That's the best version. Um, but if the off- the jobs of the people in the office was not to sell paper but to be hit men, people. Okay. okay. I mean, already I, better fe- than season I eight feel nine. like I feel like that is already what Dwight Schrute is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's yes. Yeah, he's possibly. <laughs> so this podcast is called Hit Job mm-hmm. um, and it's an Audible original, which as we found, Audible originals do tend to be exclusive to Audible for a period of time and it's usually a lengthy period of time, but eventually they end up releasing it out to the wild after a while. Um, so this follows a character called Bryn Morris, who is played by Kiki Palmer, who's an aspiring artist desperate for a job so that she can help her sick grandma and as a last resort, she takes a job doing admin at this company that has the motto do bad things for good reasons Um, and so she kind of ends up getting roped into a killing contest when she didn't want to participate in any of the killing at all Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and the a lot of the bad guys in this particular podcast are very very thinly veiled um, intellectual property of others. <laughs> so they are parodies. They are parodies, <laughs> yes, yes. For um, legal reasons. Yes, that's legal. Um, <laughs> they are satire and parodies of existing com- existing villains. My favourite is Hot Kyle, though, when he's not an existing property. He's just a guy named Carl who's really hot, who's voiced by Aaron Javet and does sound really hot. Um, that's his killer name, Hot Kyle. Um, and so she, yeah, it's just... It's good that he's self-aware. It's got, like, Natasha Leone in it and it's got um, Pete Davidson who's in everything at the moment, um, including King Kardashian. Anyway, it's great. It's wonderful. I loved it. I, it was one of those ones that I just kind of was like, I just really enjoy this. Like, it's just silly and it's fun and it's a little bit murdery, but in a really light-hearted, office-y kind of, you know... <laughs> so it's, a, so it's Michael basically Scott kind it's a of way. sitcom about 
the wacky hijinks of a, a group of hitmen. Yeah. Hit people, I guess. A, a mm. company. A com- corporate yeah. hit Cor- people. Yeah. Cor- corporate, corporate hit people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that is exactly it. Okay. Um, limited series, uh, soundscaped as well as acted. And uh, complete as of. And complete, yeah. yes. You said it was Audible, yeah? Yes. Yes, yes. Audible original. At this point, hopefully they release it out further. Yeah. Great. Zane. I'm recommending, excuse me, that's illegal. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me, that's illegal. Okay. Are you saying that to uh, Liz or are you saying that to I'm saying thing? it to all of you okay, because cool. this is now pirate radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so basically this is this is uh, a one-person podcast hosted by a, a fellow called Leroy and it just takes the... It's kind of like idiot criminals. Um, people who are committing crimes for weird reasons or doing, like, weird crimes or, like, you know those weird loophole crimes where, like, you can technically not ride a camel through Massachusetts without being arrested, that sort of thing. So it's not <laughs> it's not murdery, it's not gory, it's not even, like, particularly serious. It's really kind of the funny side of, I just of, love like, the title of it, crime. though. Excuse me. That's, <laughs> That's illegal. illegal. <laughs> it's just like you're walking up to someone and going, like, I'm not sure if you're allowed Excuse me. to um, do that mm, here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just a little bit of fun. Um, they have an interesting release schedule as well. Uh, they release three times a month, so on the 10th, the 20th, and the 30th of a month. That is not standard. It's weird. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, Excuse me, I think that's, <laughs> that's illegal. illegal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so have a look. Like The, the descriptions are fairly... Uh, indicative of what the sh- the the episode's going to be about. Um, so yeah, have a look and find some find some interesting ones. Yeah, cool. All right, it's on to the reviews. Let's just power through this episode, shall we? Let's get through it. So we had a theme last week, and it was how to. And as I pointed out last week, I feel like what we chose <laughs> says a lot about us as humans. Um, so first of all, I would like to know what... Let's let's go with the DIY Musician first, Zane. Okay, so the DIY Musician podcast is a podcast that's released by CD Baby, which is Compact Disc Baby. Not CD Baby. Not CD Baby. <laughs> Not a baby covered with seeds. Or, or some kind of very hungover child. Or a seed in the shape of a baby. No. Um... <laughs> I love how you went seeds and I went like seedy, seedy. baby. I like, immediately like went, yeah. Like a flash of baby in the back alley. there, I just want to steer away Way from, from seedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Hey, I was just thinking hungover. Like I'm a feeling a bit seedy today. literally flash of baby. Yeah, like that's, that's the second place I went to. <laughs> that's oh, the second shit. place I went to. The first was very hungover <laughs> child. We're all on a list now, so. Uh, and so this is a podcast with about over, over 200 episodes talking about how to be a musician, how to get make it in the industry, how to make a release schedule, do a music video, uh, figure out everything around being a musician. Uh, so, yeah, I'm interested to know what you thought. Nick? Um, it's it's interesting because when this one came along, look, so I look, I don't want to be that person, but, like, I love music. I adore music. We know this about you. I, I, I make it as a hobby. I don't release any of it. I just make it as a hobby. Yeah. That's one of those things you just yeah. do at home. You don't yeah. share it with anyone because if you do, it's fucking embarrassing. That's me. I mean, that used to be my cross-stitch, but now I start cross-stitching oh, yeah, swear cross- words yeah, and everyone but that's, loves it. Because that's fucking amazing, right? Yeah, but but no one wants to listen to my flowers, weird fucking no one, ambient shit. I kind of do. Like, no, you <laughs> Is don't. Is it like Ross in Friends? <laughs> 
Look, I really, really enjoyed this. I think for me, Zane, it's, it's interesting because this one came along at a really good time because I was kind of struggling with just getting the motivation to just yeah. open up Ableton and, and and just muck around and just enjoy the experience of doing it. And um, one of the episodes I listened to was Productivity Hacks for Musicians, which was a really fascinating episode <laughs> because they talk about those little th- those tasks where uh, for me because it's a hobby I don't really have much of a an end goal for mm. what I want to make yeah. or for what I want to work on so for me I found myself going to different projects and picking and all that sort of stuff and one of the key points that came out of this for me was focus on the one thing and that's it that's that's your day of focusing on one track or on one sound or on one and then that's your goal for the day and when I kind of reframed that I found it really quite helpful because I was like we don't have that paralyzing fear of here's all of the things that I want to do. Which do I do? Ah. And, and also, I think, and I think all of us can relate to this as creatives, right? Like, I mean, I, I hate everything I do. I don't like sharing because I hate everything I do. So I don't want to. So I just move it on. Like, that sounds shit. I'm moving it on. Or this. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, correct. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so for me, like, this podcast itself is a really, really great resource. And I think it lends itself to that because um, the hosts who I'm blanking their names, Kevin and Chris, um, are really, really welcoming. Like their delivery and how they talk and how they really deconstruct this stuff. Yeah, like the accessibility of it is 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 quite remarkable. Um, but th- I, I mean, like it's quite self-explanatory, really. Like if you're really looking or you're really struggling with any form, and look, I don't even think it's just for music, really, because some like with those productivity hacks, you can apply that to anything you that's, get creative. That's with. what my comments are on this podcast. Is yeah, that it's, I like I listen to how to increase um, organic Spotify traffic because, like, as a podcaster, I want to do that too. Yeah. Um, so you can apply a lot of these theories to any creative endeavor that you want to advance in any way, shape, or form. Um, I also, though, was like, I don't have time to do any of this stuff. Um, but that's a me problem, not a podcast problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's super applicable to any, and even not even just creative stuff, but any stuff sometimes that you just want yeah. to do more of. Like productivity hacks are going to work regardless of what you're working on. You know? Yeah. And I think it's even, even if you've heard them all before, I feel like with some of these stuff, and especially with this, there are sort of those things where people reframe a particular yes. tip that make you go, oh, I don't really think of it like that. I'll approach it that way. And that can kind of help with yeah, you. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're being lectured. You're it, it no, is, not at all. Like, not at all. It, it feels like um, rather than being like, you should do it like this. They're yeah. like, have you thought about this? And I'm like, well, no, I didn't. But thanks for that. Yeah, awesome. exactly. And yeah, it's, yeah, that that was another key thing is that I'm not being lectured to. It's just basically like, hey, we all, do, we all go through the same fucking shit. So here's like, here's some advice. Yeah. And obviously it does gear itself quite significantly to music, CD Baby, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> for me... But this, that's the thing. Is, there this is, is all applicable of, elsewhere. There's a lot of overlap with musicians mm. and mm. literally any other kind of creative. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm just scrolling through now and it's just like uh, how to uh, how to get back out there in 2021. Like that's not even That's a my dating thing. life. <laughs> how do I do that? To like more, get CD on baby. stage <laughs> and I'm like, no, not that much. Yeah, it's just like or, or like what, why are you wasting your time creatively and like what are you doing why that's wasting I? time? Everything <laughs> in my life. Why? Yeah, so I'm glad that you really enjoyed it because, yeah, this is... I'm not a musician, so I honestly did think that I would be like, eh, whatever. But yeah. super applicable to many other creative it, yeah. formats. And it, it, even, like, I don't consider myself a musician at all, but I was just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be, like... To be honest, I actually thought it would be a load of wank, but I was like, you know, it, it applies to how I'm feeling about my creative stuff at the moment. Give it a go. And it, yeah. it's worked out perfectly, so... Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, this is super well-produced, super approachable. Mm. Um, yeah, so, good. I'm glad. Cool. Let us pivot 
to mine, which was How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. So she interviews different people um, and tries to explore self-improvement through her interviewees' worst moments. What did we think? I really enjoyed this. Like I promised, I listened to Stanley Tucci. Um, and I realised that while Stanley Tucci is a really nice person and a very interesting person and a good person to talk to, it doesn't make a good podcast guest. Oh, um, no. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. and it was really interesting just to realise that. And, like, I think he has a very on face right. for where, like, when he's on TV and, like, he switches on. And I just don't think he ever got to that place in the podcast. So it was kind of like what you're saying is very interesting to me but you're not saying it in an engaging way. Mm. Which is really interesting because like, I didn't think any less of him for it. In fact, like I, I started thinking up excuses for why it's like this. Um, I mean, sometimes we all have off days, I guess. Yeah, like, absolutely. You, and yeah. you can tell sometimes when I'm not here on this and podcast. Yeah. talking <laughs> about his his fight with cancer and like how it affected That's his rough. life. Maybe he's dissociate. Uh, Nissi, I'm doing it too. Um, <laughs> I'm making excuses for him. But like, yeah, also sharing stories about like how he connected with his wife and and things like that. It was and it's really it was really great way to approach this question of how do you talk to someone about who is successful about all the times that they thought that they haven't been successful. Because that is that, that is something, and, and we were literally just saying it, talking about DIY Musician, is that as as humans, we are programmed to think that what we do is shit yeah. and it sucks. And how do we learn from those feelings? Well, we're programmed to fear shame and yes. shunning from everyone else. And when we don't get positive reinforcement from other people, we automatically assume shunning because that, that protects us from asking. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a real, a really great way to approach that because Stanley Tucci says at the beginning of his episode, is like, I don't consider myself successful. It's like, obviously, and everybody else in the world is like, like, what? Yeah. Obviously, yes. I've had a lot of success and yeah. I, I have success, but I don't really think of myself as being a successful person. Gosh, it's, it's just really nice to know that even the people <laughs> who you see as super successful have the yeah. same fears and doubts that you do. Um, but, yeah, super charming to listen to. Elizabeth Day has a great manner of just kind of asking the next question to kind of keep the flow going um, without mm. without ever feeling like prying. You know, it's not never really a hard pivot from her yeah. and it's never – it's just kind of like a it, – it's like there's a ball that's rolling down and she just gives it a little a little yeah. push to roll a little bit further. Yeah. And it stumbles up against a rock and she just nudges it around. Nudges it around, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's really smooth listening. You never feel um, like, okay, we were back in interview mode. It's mm. it's just a friendly conversation. Yeah, and I, I think that the, that's what appealed to me. That, so I listened to the Darren Brown episode, which was terrific because I love Darren Brown. Um, if, and I, uh, look, it's hard because I'm just going to basically parry everything that Zane said. For me, the, the, the show does a very good job of masking whatever the person that is being a guest on is like there for. So obviously, for mm. the most part, the guests are there for a reason. So obviously, mm. they're to tell their story, whether they're to market like whatever they're you know, a book, movie, whatever. But you never really get that vibe and it never really feels shoehorned in at that stage. And I think it it is really it, a credit to Elizabeth Day who does a really, really good job of just managing the show. Mm. And it does feel quite gentle to me. This was the, this was one of those shows that, uh, what was I doing? I was, I decided I've got to get up. My place is a fucking wreck and I'm going to just put my earphones in and go, go, go. And that was what I did. And this lends itself perfectly to that because the conversation... The conversation and the subject matter, like with Darren Brown's one, is it's interesting because to me he comes across so strongly on the screen and on stage, but hearing how he gets there and how he was bullied and made fun of because of his sexuality and I 
uh, to, to get to where he is now, where that sort of performing was the, his escape and his confidence, where he found his confidence being on stage in front of everyone, even though he was bullied by everyone, mm. was a really fascinating sort of evolution for someone that all I know of him is that he's really good at manipulating people on television, yeah. which is fucking <laughs> awesome. Mm. Um, but this is a really, really good show. I think it's a really good example, again, a really good example of... Celeb- like uh, a celebrity show do you know what I mean like so it, it, a celebrity is interviewed on a podcast yeah and it doesn't ever feel like a celebrity show no me. no not at all not at it all it also doesn't feel like a self help show no it's, no. it's stealth like self help stel- yeah stealth self help that's really it's stealth help it's stealth help yeah <laughs> Like the lessons are there if you want to learn them, but yeah. it's not saying like Stanley to this happened to this person so and do it they learned this lesson, so yeah. you can learn that lesson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Let us then pivot to the other how-to emotional podcast that Nick recommended. <laughs> uh, so my recommendation uh, a fortnight ago <laughs> was um, how to build a happy life from the Atlantic with uh, Arthur C. Brooks, who is a Harvard professor of some sort not manipulating but like really good at an analyzing human behaviors but also what drives us like drives particular feelings behaviors within this sort of thing the thing that i said was that appealed to me about it was that it's not just about what you do when you're sad or what you do when you feel lonely it's about what you do when those things happen but also why you do them and why they help you and what you can do to sort of like extend and uh, not extend your happiness but at least continue being happy or becoming happier i guess what'd you think before we talk about this podcast i just want to talk about harvard for a second okay (laughs) so it's like good right well obviously it's an ivy league school and everyone like is like i went to harvard i'm harvard graduate etc 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 in my in doing research on harvard for this because you know i just went on a a bio click yeah of course click hole um I found out that 45% of Harvard students are grandfathered in either from alumni or thing. And I was like, that's half people who, like, their grades just don't matter. Yeah, their legacies. They're just in there. Absolutely. I was like, how can they have such a great reputation when, like, for being so, like, great Because rich people... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Legacy people in, and rich people own the people that say how great shit is. I guess that's true. They just have a really good uh, alumni association. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Not to say, like, this this guy is a, is a great expert and great interviewer as well. Um, I listened to how to know when you don't, what you don't know, or so, it was something like that, like how... How to know that you know nothing. How to know that you know nothing, um, which is a very interesting conversation. And it's literally just about how people think um, and get through and kind of get through life and talk, talk to themselves about how they think about how they think um very interesting and it's not zane dry um but it is it's not particularly i i really i I went to say liz moist (laughs) and i stopped myself but i thought i should throw that out there um (laughs) it's not exactly the wettest piece of media that i've ever experienced (laughs) please don't make liz moist a thing (laughs) or the wettest piece of media um or it might have just been the ep- the episodes that I listened to, oh. but they did have moments of where where they were a little drier than a conversation, mm. like a chatty conversation. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. This is tough to listen to, not because it's bad, but because I am not doing the work that I should be doing in my life right now. And it's telling me that I'm, I listened to 
<laughs> it's very good and I will wholeheartedly recommend this to myself when I'm in the mood to do the work. <laughs> um, I listen to How Not to Be Your Own Worst Enemy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a too much work for today. Bashed me up. That thing left me bruised and broken. Um, and then... <laughs> And then because I'm a glutton for punishment, I let it roll to the next episode, which is how to know you're lonely. (laughs) (laughs) And as someone who's been single for four years and I was previously happy about it, um, the reason why this is tough is because it is good and it is correct. (laughs) Um, It gave really good, um, like... At the end of the How to Not Be Your Own Worst Enemy episode, they actually like, okay, so so they talked all about where it comes from and everything. They're like, okay, so, so what are you going to do about this? Here's a list. Here's a list of things that you need to do. Write this down, write that down, write that down, and then at the end of the day, see how you feel about this. Like there are hmm. absolutely practical steps that one who is in the mood can take. As Liz braces the table. I know, I'm like bracing it because I was like, oh, my God. Um, so, but... It, I knew that I wasn't in the mood for it because they're like, how not to be your own worst enemy? They're like, write down the things that you're that you think that you are that mean that you're not good enough. And what what does that you know? Why does that matter to you? And I'm like, because it fucking does. Okay. <laughs> you don't know and they're me. like, and then and then assess at the next assess at the end of the day whether that's really worth it or not. And I'm like, it may not be worth it, but it's fucking important. Um, <laughs> it's like, up, you don't know me. Up, you're not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my mum tells me this, and I'm like, "You're not my therapist." Um, and then my therapist. So like, you're, you're not, not the my podcast th- that I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just keep shifting blame. <laughs> Literally, everybody. No, this is a good podcast, and I did uh, my top podcast to help calm your farm. Um, whilst I don't find this calming in the self-soothing way, I find this calming in the genuine self-help way. Um, so I would have added this to my list. Um, had I not already given my review, well, had I, had I, you know what I mean, had the yeah. episodes been in the right order that you would have heard my review before I yeah. review it positively. Yeah. I've spoiled the surprise, you guys. You yeah, don't want no, that. 100%. Okay. We don't have <laughs> spoilers here. No spoilers. I remember the one time we did spoilers. Yeah, we did that spoiler break. Didn't yeah. we do? We did like fast forward like 20 seconds and we're just yeah. going to oh, rip it. I think it was Game of Thrones. Was it Game of Thrones? Was it Game of Thrones? I feel like we were just spoiling a podcast, like and oh, like true. talking about Maybe. the ending of a podcast. Because that that's what we it. do here, not talk about TV shows. Well, we do talk about Game of Thrones a lot for someone who doesn't talk about TV shows It's at just because we're mad. I'm still not over it. <laughs> I needed therapy because of the end of Game of Thrones. And if they mess up House of the Dragon 2, I am going to flip tables literally and figuratively. I mean, I just I don't think I'm going to watch it. Okay, we'll tell you all about it then. All right, that's us done for this week. Um, Come back next week if you would like a curated list from which one of you is doing next week's mini? It is I. It is Nick. So if you want Nick's curated list of stuff that you should be listening to, come back next week. And if you don't, skip next week. And uh, And the week after that, (laughs) come back for the much-anticipated niche off that we're having. Oh, yes. For three niche podcasts. Three niche podcasts. It's the niche off time. (laughs) We're basically competing to see who wins the niche off. And we want your opinion as well. Like, write in and tell us next week. But that's next week's problem. Yep. Next fortnight's problem. Yep. Until then, if you would like us to recommend your podcast, go to that's notcanon.com forward slash castology and fill out our handy dandy little form or even just a podcast that you love. Or you can review us, give us a five-star rating and chuck a podcast that you love in the comments section because, hell, we read that too. We're mm-hmm. not ashamed about reading all of our reviews over and over and over and over and over. Mm, I'm, I'm picking up on a little bit of shame. 
Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I literally have a segment on my other podcast where I read out reviews. And I had a tote bag that has one of my one-star reviews on it because I own that shit and you I do? love it. I do. Yeah, so for Ghost of Boyfriends Fast, sorry, side note, someone wrote a review that said, it's funny enough, but there's a lot of anger and judgment directed <gasps> at men. That's right. And I was like, that's the point. <laughs> Yep. Um, so I, uh, one of our lovely uh, guests, one of our fans came in as a guest and had it printed on a tote bag for me and I love it with all my heart. So I'm just going to say the bar's pretty high for any castologist fans out there yeah. Yeah. To, uh, to send us some gifts. Yeah, send yeah. us gifts. That bag <laughs> was full of chocolate, just saying. Um, but otherwise, just send us reviews. We're happy with five-star reviews. We love that because then it helps other people find your podcast if you recommend your podcast to be on our show. Yeah. We're help, help us yeah. help you. All help your us podcasts too. help you. In mm. the meantime, I have been Liz Best here with... Nick Bleeker. And... Zane C. Weber. Keep listening to podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 